0: red blooded outdoors y'all got uh me cornbread and ratchet what it is do i even need to ask
1: what you been doing because you you didn't work today no not today so what you been doing today i've been got up this morning i got a biscuit at Grand's. which is kind of weak not gonna lie that was a weak biscuit wasn't it yeah they were pretty dry but, uh then we did a little bit of house cleaning yeah that's about all
0: did some weed eating that you ain't done yet so yeah. i so i had to do the weed eating
1: cleaned up the yard a little bit
0: yeah because we had company coming over yeah we had, had didn't need a royalty <laughs> royalty yeah wow paulden county georgia royalty yeah is that what you're
1: saying local royalty
0: (laughs) tim ship is with us as i call him big papa big papa what in the world have you been doing i'm like cooney
2: i've been working and cutting grass
0: working and cutting grass
2: (laughs) yeah every friday and saturday i cut grass
0: well cooney cut only cuts the grass when i tell him to and it takes about 10 times of me telling him to cut the grass before he cuts the grass. So yeah. he, his ain't every Friday
1: and Saturday. It's because I, I understand how grass grows. And I know just the perfect time to cut grass. Did you see those pepper stalks? I did.
0: Sticking up. I did. And yeah, he, he cut the garden. Yes. With the lawnmower.
1: Would you believe <laughs> me if I told you them pepper stalks only produced about three peppers? Well, now
2: that's odd with this much rain. I mean, it's been a wet summer
1: and the squash i planted didn't do nothing yeah it bloomed and that's it yeah didn't come out nothing
2: everybody that i know of squash watermelons too big busted open gnats got them they lost them yeah but uh, as far as somebody telling you to cut grass i got one of those too you know if it gets over an inch off a fresh cut my wife you need to cut this grass. you know <laughs> so i don't have to rely on when i see it i have to rely on her
0: well i i let it get high i hate cutting grass myself
2: i'd like for it to get at least high enough that you can tell where you were the first when you went around you could see where your (laughs) mower went right to guess yeah
0: Yeah, i understand that yeah but cutting and then he'll cut the grass and every time he cuts the grass he'll blow the grass in the driveway and then act like the grass ain't even there and won't clean the driveway up it's just grass It'll
1: when the, when it rains it'll wash away. So let's make the, the the yard look good and make the driveway look like crap. Hey, tell you gotta do it, Cub. Mm. Now I got now that I've got done cutting the yard I've finished everything I need to do, so now I need something else. Right. So now I gotta do this. Now I gotta clean the grass off the driveway.
0: The the reason I wanted to have Tim on here is uh and and don't give Tim how old are you? I'm
2: 65. Six, 65 last month.
0: 65. Yeah. And uh it, it it to me I get so much more than from hearing somebody like Tim tell stories of how things used to be and seeing correlations with how things are now than I do getting from reading a book, right? So, you know, I'm not trying to act like tim is 110 years old but he has a a plethora of stories and information about the county that we live in you know a lot of people get so consumed with learning history and their history that they're learning about is something that yeah it may have something to do with them but it 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 has no direct contact with them right yeah so I, i i i myself anyhow try to to talk and um indulge with anybody that will tell me anything about where i'm from or anything of that nature that knew that knew my papa you know tim went to church with my papa i don't know if you remember me when i when i would go to church with him
2: i, I do seem to like remember him bringing a young with him to church right. but uh wilson was a was a powerful member at any church he attended and yeah the testimonies his hands his hands were big as a ball glove. I don't believe he would have had. And he would get up testifying, and he'd slap that bench on the back, big oak benches, and it'd ring yeah. through there like somebody hit it with a sledgehammer. Yeah, uh, really thought a lot of Wilson Griffin. He's a good guy.
0: Yeah, I, m- I remember he'd he'd get to testifying, and he he'd pop his hands together. I mean, so loud that it would hurt your ears. Mm. I mean, it. I ain't never seen nobody that could hit their hands together that loud
1: that's loud son if it was hurting your ear oh hmm. yeah
0: yeah and he'd be standing you know six ten foot away from you well i was probably 30 or 40 feet away from him or more and then yeah looked like he was right beside you yeah so that's why i wanted to have tim on the on the podcast now tim tim and cooney uh i ain't gonna say it's some beef but uh uh cooney keeps talking about this fish fry that tim owes him <laughs>
1: He still Uh, has been like
0: four or five years now. (laughs) Because Tim is a hunter, so he's got some outdoor aspects he's going to talk about too. Y'all hash this fish fry out right now. Well, now I know we had a a fish fry at Brian's
2: new shop when he christened it, and and I brought about a gallon of fish over there. But there was about ten gallons worth of eaters there. But I did furnish some fish for a fish fry. But But as far as paying <laughs> the, the turkey bed off, I think I do
0: still owe you a personal fish fry.
1: There we go. That's so all. I, all I did will agree to hear. that. So what <laughs> so what what was the the turkey bet, Cooney? It was I can't I think it was if me or Buck killed a turkey first. First. Yeah, I believe that, that was it. That Tim owed us a fish fry. But if Tim killed the turkey first, we owed him a fish fry. Well, me, being a high-class sportsman that I am, was able to successfully harvest a long-bearded gobbler before Tim. (laughs) Now Tim must be a fish fry.
2: Right. So I I concede to the loss, yeah. But I believe I did kill two turkeys that year, but it was after the fact that you had killed the first one, yeah.
0: Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, Tim.
2: Well, just born and raised here, and right here where we're at now, New Hope, Georgia. Uh, Love and life. Dad died when I was uh, a real young feller, seven years old, and uh, mother was scared. Over we left over at Roxana, which is used to be voting district. You know, New Hope was Akron Tree, and we lived over in the woods at Roxana, which is where Mount Tabor Road comes into now 381. It used to be Spur 92, and she was scared over in those woods. So we moved on my granddaddy's small farm here in New Hope. And, Cows, horses, pigs, chickens, garden, right. plying. I plied with a mule when I wasn't big enough to, I'd hold the crossbar on the plow stock. I couldn't right. reach the handles. And Fortunate that I was raised, how I was raised, I think, uh, my grandmother was uh, Dr. Joseph Boyd's daughter from Blairsville, Georgia. And uh, she pretty well, my mother worked at the post office, she's gone six to six every day and I stayed with my grandmother most of the time. Right. And, uh, she taught me old mountain ways. We made hominy and uh, anything that you can think of. Lye soap. Right. Milk cows. raise chickens. Killed them, eat them. Right. We, we, until I was probably my mid-teens, everything we had come off that. I mean, the the milk was milk. Cow milk, churn. Right. Butter was churned butter everything we raised in the summer, we put it in the freezer. The meat we had, you know, hogs. Uh, I wished it was that way again. No dye number seven and mm-hmm. preservatives and additives in it. But, uh,
0: Tell Cooney how to make harmony real quick.
2: Well, <laughs> it's been a long time since <laughs> I made harmony, but we might have done a wash pot out in the backyard, built a fire under it, get it boiling, pour your corn in there and it'd swell up and the husk would come off. And you scooped them out and throwed that away in the the swelled-up hominy. Then you poured it up, got the water off of it, put it in a can, canned it for later. Or eat it right then. Put your butter on it salt and pepper. It's good. Have you still
1: not had hominy? I don't think I've ever had hominy.
2: You can buy hominy at the grocery store.
1: It's in a can. Am I supposed to
0: eat it hot? Am I supposed to eat it room
1: temperature? You can eat
0: it any way you want to, but hot's best with some butter and pepper on it. I'm sure you've had how many grits? You probably Corn just did. You probably just didn't realize it. I don't. I
1: don't. I don't do grits. I don't like grits. How, how old you say you was when your dad passed away? Uh,
0: seven years old. Seven years seven old. Seven years old. Yeah. And uh, hadn't
2: been seven long. I turned seven in July, and he died October nineteenth in Alton on a crappy fishing trip at night.
0: So he. So he was fishing. Yeah. What? What? What happened? Uh, him
2: and the the crow twins Lauren and Oren Crow and I forgot which one it was with him uh, aluminum boats just had come out and they had borrowed Silas Pickett's aluminum boat and went over and, and from what I understand they were tied up out at a pole out in the middle of I don't know if you know but a lot of people know where Groover's Landing is mm-hmm. you can put in there and then immediately turn left go into the railroad trust and go down the main part of the lake and they were tied up late because uh we were notified probably about 10 30 11 o'clock uh don't know if one caught a fish other than caught a fish messed stood up boat turned over With no life jackets they had them throw cushions they're sitting on them daddy had his boots on and uh, mr crow said they tread water and got their boots off and but said you couldn't see your hand in front of your face just pitch black right and they heard a train coming in the distance, and said, "Well, let's swim toward the sound of that train. The first one to catch on to something holler." So, Daddy swam down the main part of the lake, right on under the bridge, and Mister Crow caught on to the rock under the you know under the bridge, the riprap, whatever mm-hmm. it shot rock, right went to holler, never did hear Daddy, never did answer, and. It's just his time to go because he used to, we'd camp over at Altoona a lot. And he would sit me on his belly and swim on his back with me sitting on the bed all the way across the lake, turn and come all the way back. He was a, he was a good right. swimmer. It's just, good Lord, took daddy home. Man. Right. That's the right.
0: Yeah. Right. So then y'all go to your, to your grandfather's place, and you said, you know, y'all out there, basically everything you eating and living off of come from there right except flour and salt yeah cornmeal except, meal. except yeah. flour and salt and uh so y'all killed you on that's hog. at my
2: grandmother's house you know mama right. she get us some kin and stuff but, right
0: uh, we, we most of the time
2: with my grandmother
0: right so you, you got a plethora of you, a bunch of information of stuff like that and i know we can't cover all that now but that you know that's an example of why talking to people like Tim is important to me because those those ways are being lost right you you hear all these people talking about oh the world's gonna come to the end and what happens, you know if, if we have a civil war and whatnot don't nobody know how to do none of this stuff yeah you can get on YouTube and Google it and all this and all that all you want now but to sit down and talk with somebody that's that's where the dang learning comes from and the experience i'm sure if we had a hog out here this winter tim would come over here and help us kill it and show us how to do it now i remember my papa then when i was young i mean they'd be four or five men over there yeah and they'd they'd kill a hog and scald a hog and not trying to get too gruesome but papa he would just hit them in the head with a sledgehammer to kill them yeah hit them in the head and have those big old uh, cast iron pots out there boiling water to scald them in, and, and this and that, and that's five gallon drum that worked real good. Right, build a hole and but, put it down in at an angle and sock him down in there. Yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, but y'all didn't look at that like nowadays. That would be hard work. But y'all didn't look at no, it like that no, when we, y'all was doing we it. We had a good time. That was just life, wasn't yeah,
2: it? Yeah, it was just that everybody looked forward to hog killing. Right. The thing about it back then, you could kill hogs before Thanksgiving. A lot of times it's cold. But yeah. When I would be going to school right after school started, it wouldn't be two or three weeks. The ice would be spewed up you know, on the ground, be spewed up right. with ice. And that don't happen anymore, you know, yeah. that early. Right. And uh but yeah, hog killing time was now I was young, but mm-hmm. you know. I had my job to done, but uh my granddaddy George Strickland and his, his two sons Milton and Joe were usually there. Howell would come some and several other members of the family and we'd would have hog killing in the backyard, sometimes do three, you know, in a day. I think right. that's the most I ever remember doing in one day. And uh grandmother she'd come out with a dish pan, get the stuff trimmings and go in there and start making stuff she'd make uh she called it liver
0: mush
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it was what it was mint pressed meat minced meat she ground it all up in a hand turned sausage grinder you know right put it in a bowl boy you go in there and slice you off some of that keep it in the refrigerator and make you a sandwich have the best thing right. in the world but yeah and uh she would my granddaddy would save the brains, and he would <coughs> excuse me, have her to make brains and eggs, scrambled eggs with hog brains in them. I never did, right. did partake in that. Just the word didn't sound good, but, but right. like, they liked
0: them. Yeah.
2: But they ate a lot of things that I didn't eat. I remember I had rabbit boxes. <coughs> excuse me, y'all. Let me drink water. I've what? had liver mush. Yeah,
1: well, and that you, stuff was good. Well, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. a friend, a friend of ours. She she kept talking. She's on the other podcast. Jessie kept talking how she all the time ate liver mush as a kid. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. She, up there in North Carolina, they sell it in the grocery store. I bet they do. And yeah. she and she said they sell it, I think, at the Ingalls that are in North Carolina. And uh, she brought some down here. And me and Connie cooked it up, mate. It's pretty good. You mm-hmm. right. It's good.
2: I don't know how good for you it is, but it's good. Right. right. Um, but well, what we're talking he, about he talking you're talking about, about. rabbit boxes oh yeah yeah uh possums was a big big problem in your rabbit box you had to burn it out after a possum got in it you know yeah it, it stank it up i'd heard my grandmother and grandfather talk about eating possum back in hoover days during the depression so i come toting this possum and Mom jane that we called her mama jane it wasn't it was mama jane and uh I want you to cook me this possum? She said, Well, take it out there and put it in chicken coop. So they raised up uh, my granddaddy, raised game chickens, fighting roosters, and uh, he had little pens for them everywhere. So I put that possum in there and she fed it I don't know how long, month, three or four weeks, milk and buttermilk and cornbread and stuff. Yeah, and, and she called it cleaning him out, you mm-hmm. know, getting all that old corn out of him. but. Mm-hmm. I come in from school one day i may have stopped off at the house but i walked in the door and i smelled that possum cooking i knew that's what it was went in the kitchen she had it sitting on the table with regular hush potatoes irish potatoes and sweet potatoes all the way around it and uh i was looking at it and i reached over and pinched me off a piece of it and put it in my mouth the longer i chewed the bigger it got as greasy <laughs> as it's off, it's i put in my mouth uh, Out the back door, I went and got rid of that mouthful of possum. Her and her and my granny George and her brother Bill Boyd lived there on the place with them. They cleaned that possum up, taters and all. I'm talking about. They, right. Yeah, they. Uh, I think they was actually sort of proud I brought the possum in. Right. Uh, that's the that's the story on the possum. Never well, again.
0: You know, uh, mm-hmm. Coney. You remember talking talking about uh, cooking something up. You remember when tim gave me the big snapping turtle
1: son um, that that was off
0: so, so so tim gave me a big he called me up he said i got a big old turtle y'all want it and i said yeah and he brought this how much you think that turtle I weighed? No, I'm
2: What the, that's the biggest turtle out now i've caught one as big i uh, was proud of that turtle I remember I called you and asked you. You said, "Well, it'll run by the time
0: I go home." I said, "He ain't gonna run. He's alive." Oh, bring him! Yeah, I thought thought (laughs) he'd been hit by a car. And uh, now I'd ate turtle, and I've ate plenty of turtle, but I had never done it myself.
1: I ain't ain't, never even ate turtle.
0: I ain't never cleaned one. I ain't never cooked it. And I said, "Okay, we we about to cook this turtle up." And uh, so Tim gave me a turtle. We got that booger to the house. We killed the turtle, got him cut open, and let me tell you what: if you've never cleaned a turtle, we cut his head off. Yeah, that's first thing. Yeah. We cu- we cut his head off, let him bleed out as much as he'd bleed out. So we go to skinning this thing, and that turtle was so strong, it took everything I had, and it did yeah. to hold its legs out, so Buck could run a knife down him. And it would pull its, with its head cut off now, would draw its legs in so tight that you couldn't hardly hold them. I bet it took us an hour to skin that turtle. Got down to the heart and pulled the heart out and laid the heart on the on the tailgate of the truck. And the heart pumped the whole time we was doing that yeah. by itself. Yeah. And uh, so anyhow, we, we get the turtle. I believe it was you that told me, boil him out. Was it you? Yeah, I,
2: that, yeah, that's the one way. That's the way we all done it when it were would boil him first. yeah.
0: So we were going to boil him out and, and then soak him in milk that night. So we put that turtle in that pot and boiled him out or boiled him. And the dang, it, I call it a froth. It come up like suds, like soap suds in the pot. It was just black
1: and gray and just stunk so bad. I had never smelled nothing that smelled so bad than that did.
2: Did you boil the turtle before you cleaned him? No. See, that Uh may be, I don't know, but that may be, we we put them in a pot, shell and all, before we cleaned them and scraped all the outside stuff. Then you cut around and get that little star bone off their belly. As
0: big as he was, I'd have a hat. What what do you think? A Ten gallon cast iron pot to boil that thing yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So we didn't do that. So we we boiled the meat after we cleaned it off of him, and man, that like I said, it frothed up and frothed up and smelled just awful. Anyhow, we got the meat out, and everybody's moaning and groaning about how it smells. And I said, well, we'll soak it in this milk tonight, and it'll be good. We'll cook it up tomorrow.
1: No. It smelled worse than what it smelled before. There ain't no way you'll ever get me to eat a turtle like that. Well, somebody's gonna have to know how to cook that turtle and bring got, it to me. We got a
2: whole bad turtle. I, that that turtle comes from down on uh, Bill Carruth Parkway, the second part of it that they built. There's a swamp down there on the left, and it's in the, really close to the city of Hiram. I don't know if there was something in that swamp. There's no telling how old that turtle was. Big. As right. it was. That turtle probably weighed 80 pounds.
0: Yeah, it was big. I, it was yeah.
2: big. And I believe that something that he had been in or, or raised in had, had done that turtle because my pickup truck, won't hold the turtles I eat or we eat when I was younger, never that much problem. It was mm-hmm. as good as any fried, better than any fried chicken you ever had in your life. It, and there's, the old folks say there's seven different kinds of meat in it, but some of it is different but it is good it's just really good just that particular turtle i think was a a reject turtle a <laughs> turtle <laughs>
0: he was tough too son i mean yeah. tough as nails yeah. tough to skin and stunk awful we, it was an experience we will,
2: we will do that again Now yeah. that might be like the fish fry but yeah was we'll it? we'll catch another turtle and and try it again and the I hate for you to be turned against turtle
0: because it's it's a delicacy. We, we, you know, uh, I know people down in Florida and Louisiana and all that, and uh, a lot of them swampy areas and whatnot. They they know how to do that and they eat turtle. But around this part of the country, that that's getting lost. Yeah, it's a lot of
2: that
0: stuff. You know, they ain't, yeah. you don't hardly hear nobody eating turtle yeah. or anything like that. So when you was little like that, when the, was y'all going to church then? How never went to church a whole lot mm-hmm. uh, my mother didn't go
2: uh, we believed in God and we did go to the upper church at New Hope a lot and that's uh, where I, I first learned my discipline I'd be uh, fidgeting and moving around not paying attention she'd reach up under the skin of my arm on the under part, you know and give right. me a little pinch and I don't know you can try it that's, that's a pretty bad hurt oh, right there. Yeah. And I, mm. I got full attention but uh, different i mean they ain't saying nothing against the uh, missionary church i ain't right. saying nothing against it but my grandmother like i say raised me and she was up in them mountains and she get a little down worried she'd hit the floor mm-hmm. and awfulest or not awfulest this the, actually the best sound you've ever heard it's the I'd better for better way old preacher said the sound of the ram's horn you can hear it in her voice you know right and she would pour her heart out right and uh that happened regular we'd be milking that's that's part of my testimony is as to how i really finally found the lord was uh we'd be milking and she'd get quiet and, and uh let me say this before i get too far Chickens, cows, horses, mules, plenty of mules and horses. And uh, there's always sound. Something's a yank, yank, yanking, and chickens right. cackling, and the hogs are rooting around and on the, on the farm like that. There's right. always noise. Well, she'd be milking, and about halfway through, she'd say, Son, lady, uh, get down here with me, I've got to pray. And little old kids, you know, I, I hit the floor, bottom of the stall there, and uh, she'd pour her heart out and I'd sit and listen to every bit of it. But what really got my attention is when she would get through. There wasn't a sign, no. Even got their attention. So, went on and I was going to church was dated a bunch of girls. It was a preacher's daughters, you know, and which ain't nothing wrong with a preacher's daughter. I married one eventually, but uh, asked me to go to church with them up at Narrowway Baptist Church at Myrnhicker, and I walked in the door with them. Got who it was, I think. I don't know if you're supposed to mention names on here or not without what, people's permission. Whatever
0: you want to do, dude.
2: Mary Kate Burton, I think, is who they called on to pray. And she hit to got down on her knees and I said, Uh oh, here's where grandma come from, you know, and I've been there ever since. And I really enjoyed it. And uh, I don't know what I'm not the Christian I should be. I know the Lord's there and I call on him regularly. And my my daddy-in-law, Green Tibbets was our pastor for 40-something years. He told me one time, he said, when you get down to pray, if you can't get nowhere, you can't feel nothing, you ain't doing no good. You ain't, you ain't living right. But when I need to talk to the Lord, I can still get a hold of him. There you and go. And that spirit will come over you. It's a, don't know how to explain it to you, but right. um, what I can say about that without going... People say, Well, I pray, I don't get no, I can't tell nothing going on, I can't get nothing out of it. Go find you a place by yourself somewhere, still off mm-hmm. somewhere by yourself, and get down and have a sincere heart, really be there to right. get some answers, some help. And uh, if you don't do no good, go back tomorrow. If you don't do no good tomorrow, go back the next year, heart, and the good Lord will eventually say, Hey, this fella here. Right. This fellow's wanting some help. Right. Fill you up with his spirit, take all your pains and worries away, right then And uh, you ain't got to be in church every day for it. You just got to love the Lord and recognize what that's He right. is and why He's there. And uh, that's enough on that. Mm-hmm. So that's enough. That's all you need to know. That's right it. There. It yeah. took
0: it took my knothead right out about forty years to realize that sincerity. Yeah you got to really mean it yeah you got to you got to really feel it. A broken heart and a contrite spirit yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, uh, he'll recognize or, that cooney did you get chills when he told about his grandmama getting done praying and did all the, the animals just stopped making noise saying. Uh-huh. Saying.
2: and eventually they'd you know start back but yeah but for, for maybe five ten fifteen minutes there wouldn't be nothing
0: going on i remember when my when my papa when, when i was little and you now all the family would be together and, He'd say blessing before we all ate, and, man, it would get all over everybody. Yeah. It, it it turned into preaching. Yeah, he was and living
2: fr- so close yeah. that he couldn't help but so get covered up in spirit. I see. You know, you got to be, you got to live close to get yeah. that immediately. Yeah. If you're not living close, it takes you a while.
0: Right. You know. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not saying I try to, because uh, there ain't no way I could emulate that. But, man, I miss it. Do you ever sit there and just miss your grandmama praying? Like, oh Lord, I, mean, Jim,
2: you... I miss my my in law yeah. That's what I heard first and what I had for
0: right.
2: years and years. And I think a lot of people are feeling the same. I sort of feel like orphans, you know, but you're not. I mean, that's good. We've got a one of the best preacher, young preacher, and he's as good as he is and loves right. the Lord. But it ain't like what you cut your teeth on. You yeah. know, it ain't it is but it ain't you know i don't i don't want to offend nobody right yeah it's just different and it don't seem like people are as loving as they used to be used to church was full sometimes during revival we had to put chairs out people sat and and now there's they said there'd be a great falling away i believe that's upon us a great yeah. falling away you know there's, right. there's many people going to church but uh this COVID's got a lot to do with it. I hadn't yeah. been a long time. Did we went to Shady Grove right before Thanksgiving last year, and there twenty eight of us come down with COVID
0: all at that. one time. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And uh, I think somebody, somebody in there did have it. And uh, mm-hmm. I guess the air conditioning system gave it around to a lot of folks. But uh, my wife, most of most of our family caught it that day. Yeah. And, and it wasn't wasn't too bad for us. Uh, Lynn was pretty sick. Jimmy, my brother in law, was pretty sick. I believe it was Jimmy, uh, but their mama, eighty-something year old, never got it, and so that's. A,
0: that's like my mama said, seventy-three. I know it went through. It went through our house. It went through up there where she lived, mm-hmm. seventy-three years old, never got it. Never. Uh-uh. And I'm talking four of us here, and four more of them up there, plus her, mm-hmm. never got it. That's that, wonderful. Yeah. That's oh, absolutely. Yeah. Praise God. And then Philip
2: that worked with us yeah. a picture of health. He was I think Philip was a couple of years younger than I. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, I'd asked him about his health. I think he took a little old high blood pressure pill, about all. Yeah. And I take everything in the world. But uh Philip got it I think about three weeks he was in, in the yeah. grave. So Yeah. It's I don't know how it works. I think uh, you can get a light dose or a heavy dose or something. I don't. I don't understand right. how that works. But
0: yeah, I don't either. So far, I don't think nobody really does. no mm-hmm. you know.
2: And you don't everybody so much misinformation either, correct or incorrect about taking the shot and what to do and what caused and why it's here. It's got everybody mixed up on what to do. Oh yeah. I personally have not taken the shot. Right. But I had it, and I went uh, week four last. Me and a friend of mine was going to go take the shot. And I went into a local drug store that we use, and they said, well, let's check your antibodies. So they, they took some blood, and, and uh, she called me a little bit after I left and said, you still got the antibodies. So I called one of my doctors and asked me, he said, Leah, uh, your antibodies are still there. He said, I believe I'd just wait and get them checked about every month, six yeah. weeks, and see. And he said, if they if they go away, if they're not detected anymore, I said, then I'd think about taking the shot. Yeah but uh, I got a lot of health problems now. Uh, stents, diabetes, high blood pressure. Right. Uh, adult onset asthma, I pretty well got that under control. I haven't had any trouble okay. though. Best thing I know too, if I go in a crowded place, I got my mask on, but I got plenty to do around the house. I don't I believe that. Yeah, I, I stay that, at home.
0: That's what I'm tired of, man. It's just everybody fussing about it. If you want to get the vaccine, I don't care go get the vaccine you need a ride i'll give you a ride to, to help you go yeah. get it you know yeah. if you don't want to get it i don't care you can come hang out with me we
1: got like tim said we got plenty of stuff to do around the house you talking about staying at the house daddy stayed at the house way before the covid was even a thing daddy, yeah. daddy didn't go to the store for probably two or three years but that was before the covid i just yeah, daddy just daddy just quit going anywhere but to the convenience store, and yeah. he might go to trap supply, Ace Hardware every now and then. Well, that's Tim. To, T- mean. I took him to I took him to Walmart one day, not not long ago. We're out right fishing season first hit to get some stuff, and he, it was the awfulest thing in the world, Tim. I told him I because you know Walmart ain't nothing but self checkouts. So yeah. Ain't got like two registers now. Yeah. I said, Well, let's just use the self because I ain't never had a problem with it. We get over there and. We ringing our stuff up and then when we getting some flukes and whatnot and the flukes won't ring up so we get the lady over there and she's having to go in through the computer and type in the long number on the barcode on every one of these and we had like eight packs she just typing them all we was probably there for 45 minutes <laughs> once i learned cooney can order what i want for
0: me i just handed my debit card off amazon or whatever why do I
1: need to go to the store? He'll be here in a couple of days. Yeah. Or he'll just send me to the store if he, if yeah, he don't I mean, want to order. He'll just send me to go get it. Yeah, yeah, I understand. But like, you won't cut the grass. You need to do something.
0: <laughs> that I couldn't imagine, Tim. If I had a farm, I, I get so I, I don't get no help from my kids doing nothing. I got two strapping boys that uh, they they're interested in two things: hunting. And driving the vehicle just everywhere. Yeah. That what day, did you
1: do at my age?
0: Oh, I did. I we can't. We ain't got time for that in this podcast. See. That's well, it
2: goes <laughs> back. You couldn't run to McDonald's and Burger King, Crystal. You, you, you the yeah. grocery looked good to you, laying on the table. In months to come, you didn't just go get fast food when I was that age, and I'd come on later on, but uh, it was a have to, necessity more than fun. But right. syrup cane stuff like that, boy, I used to love. To raise. we'd raise one whole field of syrup cane. I'd go out there and strip, cut me a piece off, and you chew on that stuff for hours. It was sweet, and good. Yeah. And I I enjoyed it. I I you know I didn't at the time think I did. And I'd hoe you know would be in that garden for sometimes two days. We planted a lot. We, yeah. We planted a, a bunch. But uh, Daddy had a when he passed away, he had a burns. Rototiller, and they'd always plowed the middles out with a mule, you know. And well, here I come. We had this rototiller. I burnt two engines up on that thing. Finally, it just wouldn't plow any more plow the middles out, but it would take all day long to do it. But I enjoyed it. I thought I didn't, but there right. was nothing else to do: go right. to the creek, go fishing. Uh, of course, later on, motorcycles come along, and I sure did enjoy motorcycles. Right. But. Uh, than girls, you know, right. of course you, you forget about everything. But I oh, didn't yeah. forget about fishing and hunting. I'd tell the girls. I told my wife when we were talking about getting married, I said, Now listen, I hunt and fish and I love it. And I said, I don't I ain't gonna interrupt that. I said, If I do not go fishing, I won't go fishing, hunting the same way. And she's always been real supportive,
0: you know. She right. She didn't care, but uh You you told out till in the garden and whatnot, which which you know my mama and papa and when I was young, that's where we lived. And uh man, I could not if somebody was to say to me, I need you to string this wash tub full of beans or snap these beans, I think I'd fist fight them <laughs> I hated doing that. Because it would just be tubs and tubs and tubs of beans sitting on that front porch. They can never get done. Never get done. Just stringing beans. So you don't even know what we're talking about, Cooney. You I've won't...
1: seen people do that before.
0: Yeah, but you ain't... That's what I'm saying. you. Until you do it, you ain't learned nothing. Just because you've seen it or somebody tells you, you need to do it.
1: I have no interest in stringing the beans. Well, Will stringing it...
2: them was just getting started. You had to can them things like after yeah. that. And uh, it, was a, it was an all-day job.
1: I'd, I'd rather just run up there to the Publix and buy them already in the can. <laughs> so... What's your perspective, Tim? You know, you're talking people ain't really going to
0: church or you feel they ain't really going to church. I mean, that to me, we we got to that we need to stand up even more now, right? Because oh, yeah. Yeah. as Christians yeah. and uh, speak the gospel of Jesus because there's even less people saying, hey, come on and go to church with yeah. me. You're you right. know what I mean?
2: You're right. I don't know really how to answer that question uh people just got away from it uh i haven't i had went for a while and hadn't been going uh i let something that had nothing to do with church uh, hinder me but I've, I've got over that and uh trying to go more regular now right and but uh and it's good to go to church you know and it's good for you and uh let the lord know you're even more interested to take the time right. to go but in touch with the Lord around you, fellow members and church cores, but it's different than yeah. it was well, years that, ago. That,
0: uh, well, I can't remember the church. You said Shady Grove. That's where you. Well, go? Shady
2: Grove is where where we went. Jimmy and my brother in law oh. was a pastor at Shady Grove, yeah. and we went over there when we first started after they opened things back right. up from COVID
0: and well, banged if we didn't get it. You know. I, I I know, like the churches, I, and I'm not speaking for your church, but. You know where we go over at Crossroads, yeah. or when I do go, but the church I come up in, Yeah. Uh, for lack of better words, that it's all old people now. Yeah, yeah. The, that's, I mean, it, it makes you think how long is that church gonna be? Right. It, you see what I'm saying? Right. I'm not trying to talk talk bad about it. I mean, that's full of the Lord. The, the I mean, the spirit's there. Yeah, but the the younger people don't go don't come to that foot washing baptist right. southern foot washing baptist yeah, church
2: to prayer meeting which is testimony right. service uh i know back in the day or still today you dread having to get up and talk to church but when time right. comes you'll jump up right but uh a lot of the way people are raised now which is going to touch on the subject that i got i'm very passionate about not only just going to church just in general uh they're not taking to church and in that kind of church is a little a little too hard for them. Right. They like just going sitting down gonna be here at nine i mean at, at 10 or be here at 11 and you're out no yeah if you want to join church i ain't saying there's, there's going to people say that that i'm down in other uh, churches yeah, i not yeah I don't worry not, about none of that if you want to join church you fill out a card you know and, and hand it in but uh I've never seen any experience like that. When yeah. somebody joins church, they can nearly run, or float down the aisle mm-hmm. to the preacher, you know, and and uh, the whole whole church shout. Yeah, and proud to see them, and they're there, tears running right. off their face and falling on the floor, and you can tell, you know, that that's 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 real. Right. But uh, it's it's like a lot of things. <clears throat> I worry a lot about our younger generation, especially the young boys being raised now don't go outside and get dirty don't play out there yeah don't ride your bicycle without a helmet on uh you can't do that that's too dangerous mm-hmm. you know? and that's a lot of things that are dangerous but everybody rode a bicycle everybody got down the woods and played and his grandma would say let them get a little grit in their crawl. you yeah. know get out and do something if we don't we're going to raise a society of of wimps right uh, and it's and it's already here yeah you know uh, not know. Let me tell you a quick story, and and I've told it to you I think before, but I got a friend who lives up in Silver Creek, and he told the story to me that it happened to him. It may not have, but I believed him. His daughter, seventeen years old, had her driver's last year, had her a fairly new car, good car, and her and one of her girlfriends wanted to go to Atlanta to a uh, I don't know if it's a concert or what it was, but it was pretty well downtown. May have been at the Fox, and he said, No, no, you don't need to go off down there. So mama got involved and talked him into it said, you know, you got to trust her. So he said he drawed maps, he done everything in the world, you know, At about one o'clock in the morning, phone wrong, daddy, I've got a flat tire. And uh, he said, man, just my stomach fell out, you know, I said, where you at? She said, well, I don't know right now, he said, drive to the, a lit parking lot, to a parking lot and look for a road sign she said, I got a flat tire, you don't care. I don't care if it rings it off the wheel or whatever, drive to a lit parking lot. So she did, and uh, she told him she went by a sign, said North Avenue, and he sort of figured the way she was going, he cuts out from Silver Creek down there. And you can imagine that, that yeah. truck. Well, he gets down there and finds them, sure enough, in it, and uh, pulls up. And there in the back seats, two 17-year-old boys. They had took their boyfriends with them, you know, mm. not told them, which was bad enough. Bruh. Neither one of them knew how to put the sparrow. Wow. Neither one of them, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got to do better than that. we got oh, to get nice. these kids taken to church. I mean, uh, my wife, I mean, she, was, she didn't want to go, I'm sure, when she was young, but she was, she was taken. Right. Made to go. And it just becomes second nature to them to go to church every Sunday, every time doors would open. The way the New Hope Association is, which is Crossroads, narrow way, Shady Grove, they're in, all in the same association. and They have church, some of them one time a month. Right. Well, that don't mean to go one time a month. It means to go to some of the other churches, yeah. you know, the rest right. of the time. And, and the the uh, that would make the animals hush right you know, and, and i found it up there and, and i've loved it ever since and that's that's the only way i know but uh we gotta do something about mom and daddy's letting these uh, let you little boys be little boys or they yeah. be little girls i remember
0: know. i remember growing <laughs> up at mama and papa's house man i mean as soon as you got up you was out the door yeah and if I, I love the sound of hearing a screen door pop. I, I love to hear that. I mean, I, I, I love to hear a screen door pop. But if mama all heard that door pop, what y'all doing in the house? Get back outside. <laughs> and we, you know, people talking about, oh, when I was growing up, I used to drink out the water hose. By golly, we drunk out of a gourd. Papa had gourds hanging up in the pump house. And you open the pump house. You might have to swat a couple of wasps and maybe there's a chicken snake crawled out of it. And you just, you looked in the gourd. If you seen a spider, you just blew him out of there. You turned the spigot on in the, in the whale house. Got you a drink out. I mean, the best tasting water in your life, son. The best tasting water in your life. I think, and I ain't trying to make this all about COVID. But I think a lot of that, a lot of the, because people don't get out and get dirt in their hands yeah. and in their mouth and in their eyes and stuff like that too. You ain't your immune system ain't rocking, all, it up. rocking yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. You you from your house to your air conditioned car, to your air conditioned office, then yeah. back in your car, back to your house. Yeah. And uh but yeah, I love growing up like that. I really did. Well I can go back finding
2: that we had a whale, an aluminum dipper hanging on the corner of the well on you You'd go now this we got pump and drill well a little later on, but when I was real young we had a well in the backyard, my grandmother did. And you'd draw you up a bucket of water and get you a dipper and that everybody in that wanted to drink water drank out of and it's cold, boy it's good. Mm-hmm. Even right now in August it'd be cold. Barely right. hurt your teeth coming right up out of the ground. Right. But, uh, I think that's a, a lot to do with like you're saying on uh, a your immune system and just yeah. what you eat and how you yeah. was raised as always grandmother said tim's a very hearty eater and buddy i could do some eating and right. I, I weigh 300 pounds right now and i've always been i weighed 200 and nearly 260 pounds when i graduated but i wasn't i wasn't fat I, yeah you know, I, I was.
1: look at me <laughs> two I'm, I'm about 270 right now and i'm about to graduate well there you go, <laughs> so, well, there you go. ain't nothing wrong with it car yeah Okay, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong
2: with it. Have you ever cut and split wood, though, with a wood maul and a crosscut saw? I'll cut your firewood up, back and forth pulling saw. Oh, a saw. Not a power saw now, a crosscut saw. So,
0: so you remember me telling you the tree hit the house, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you just asked him if he's split wood with a maul. Yeah. He hit. How many pieces did you hit out there? Till you got it hung up and it had to get cut out with a chainsaw oh yeah. yeah so tell him you've split two pieces of wood it's
1: more than two it's way more than two okay right. way more than two well there's
2: a trick to it see that's just something that has to be tall. you stand that piece of wood up on his end and you look right in the middle and you'll see a wind break there'll be a little crack right in the middle and that's where the wind has moved it in the same direction mostly out of the northwest and that's the first lick he makes in that wind break and it'll usually unless it's full of knots you know they'll just pop right open, and then you can go for it but it's a good example that's something that the kids need to be taught you know Uh, that that's that's not right and i don't know that it will ever get back to where you'll need to raise your own food or hunt what you eat you meet but yeah there's a possibility Right, you know, the way things are looking right now there's a possibility there? you wouldn't have thought the world would be in this shape you think all during the 70s, 80s, 90s oh well this is a mess this is a mess I've never seen a mess like when right now Right, so diverse so different mm-hmm. and, you know, split uh, you can't do this uh, now they're out there trying to stop hunting mm-hmm. a few people and how they can get this done just a few people can get stuff passed that uh, I reckon they think they'll vote for him and get a whole new
0: but, uh. well, you can tell it's being driven by evil oh, yeah. it's, it's white versus black, yeah. black versus white green versus brown mask versus no mask vaccine versus no vaccine you know, made in China versus made in the USA it's all, I mean yeah. straight up, everybody's fist is out ready to bust each other in the mouth constantly, yeah. it's pure evil 100 and i get trapped in it too i, I get trapped in it oh, too yeah. you know what i mean it's it Um, uh, i do I need to pray about it more and more every day pray for pray for everything to get back in shape pray for people to repent go to the lord you know what i mean yes oh yeah talking about y'all hunting game when you was little they probably wasn't much game when you were little was it they was probably oh, small yeah. game but well, what about the deer and the turkeys well look, the here? deer wasn't
2: here yet uh turkey wasn't here but uh rabbit squirrels quail i yeah. loved bird hunting man i uh, bought a bird dog when i was probably six or seven years old five dollars for a puppy and we were just right back to what what you was talking about we was breaking beans which is stringing and yeah. bringing the green beans little puppy about seven weeks old my grandma said look he's under and he had pointed on a butterfly out there in the edge of the yard he wasn't big enough <laughs> nearly hard walk but he held that point a long time had that right foot up my tail straight out I say he she her name was Sally and then my uncle Joe Wright he had a bird dog I hunted with him man she was she was a bird dog and there ain't nothing no more fun than Get on a covey quail and see how many can get out of the covey rise, and then hunt the single. And but I hadn't heard a quail. Now yesterday we were talking. You heard some up on they're turning them loose. We seen the state is so maybe they'll come
0: back. I seen I probably seen uh, it was probably five years ago. I seen a mama and some litlands on the power line over off Red Mountain Road, and I heard one on town
1: we see, we but seen one cooney, over off blue car body me
0: and cooney seen one it walked right up to us off blue car body but i don't know if it's the ones that's getting because they got a dog training area over there yeah yeah i don't know if it's well i
2: think they all spur from the ones that are turning the loose right and just getting out yeah now, i saw a covey i don't know if it was two or three years ago on mount Mariah road right so that being all that we're talking about right here that's up around Mm-hmm. Rosal Mountain Road, where right. they're turning them loose. So right. maybe they're getting out and get back. I think uh, they're they're planting chicory now, mm-hmm. which when they burn off, I think right are and that's a that's a major food for them. Right. So maybe they'll come back. I hope so, along yeah. with the bullfrogs. Well, you, I ain't heard of bullfrog. Man,
0: when I was a kid, and it would come these thun- these uh, evening thunderstorms in the summertime, and yep. it would pour down rain, and the next thing you know, these big humongous bullfrogs would come out and just i'm i'm talking them bullfrogs would be as big as a softball yeah i can't tell you the last time i've seen one of them bullfrogs yeah they're better than turtle too
2: by the way can they frog legs uh,
0: and they would just be everywhere yeah hopping around
1: everywhere i don't think i've ever seen a frog that big oh yeah
2: they're still around i mean you can hear a bullfrog uh most lakes that has got big bass in there you don't hear many bullfrogs little ponds, you'll hear bullfrogs, bullfrog but nothing like you used to hear some some said one time a few years ago that it was the acid rain that was in the air that was doing away with them i don't know right. it was on television talking about that but
0: you, i wish you, they would come back you know when i quit seeing bullfrogs when's that when mexican restaurants rap music and walmart all become a big thing <laughs> that's when the bullfrogs <laughs> left <laughs>
1: that's very possible very possible that's what I quit say Mexican restaurants rap music and Walmart
0: killed the bullfrogs. on. really We're talking about the deer
2: uh, <laughs> Eunice Corley Hollis Tibbetts now I don't know there's going to be a bunch of them. Mr. Black I think was in on it they went to Wisconsin and got the deer and hauled them back down here I don't know what year it was late 50s, very early 60s. I don't know exactly. Uh, said some of them antlers were so big, they had to saw them off to get them in the trailer. You know, wow. to get them down here. Yeah, yeah. turn them loose and uh, no season. Don't don't hunt them. And that went on and on. They had went off up in I think up in the Carolinas and would deer hunt. You know, and loved mm-hmm. it. So all all the men got together and brought the deer down here. And uh, then when we had the first deer so it was a three day hunt and. Uh, Then it went to a week, had a week to hunt. Well, there wouldn't be nobody in school. The school would be, the girls would be there, but uh, the boys would be out of school for that week in them three days. But I remember one time we, an old 57 Chevrolet pickup, which I've still got. Uh, That's one of the things Daddy left us when he he went. We built a wooden camper and put on that thing. We, back in the mountains behind the house, up in the Browser mountains, we pulled over and got up in that camper and went to sleep. Next morning, we got up, we reached and opened the tailgate, and it hit a hood, nearly hit a truck hood that's pulled up. And look up and down the road, there's trucks everywhere. Mm. And, but you'd still see deer because there were so many people in the woods, they couldn't hide that They'd yeah, be running they'd run usually it. when you see yeah. it, But but uh, you'd still see deer. Very seldom heard of a big deer being killed occasionally. There right. would be. Uh, Floyd Benson had the georgia record forever i think yeah one of those early deer i think that might have been one of the
0: original wisconsin, wisconsin bugs yeah. that was turned loose but uh so that's something so there was basically no deer i, I remember reading an article from oh i think it was the 50s in palton county so maybe it was before these deer come up where a, a deer had been spotted around the city of dallas and there was just hordes of people that brought yeah. their dogs to run this deer. And they basically run the deer into a swamp overnight. And they all decided they'd rest and turn the dogs back loose the next morning. And they ran that deer till they finally killed it. And it was a picture of this deer that looked like it weighed maybe 60 pounds yeah. with about 12 people and eight dogs out there like they had just killed Bigfoot. I mean,
1: all they did was wipe out the population of deer. So, so yeah. they
0: so you didn't hardly see no deer back in, no, right? Uh, I mean, no. there wasn't a huntable population. No. So the state let these men that lived here in Polk County, right? I, I don't know if the state had anything to do with it. They may very
2: well right. have helped them. Right. I don't. I don't know. But the, you know, I just go by the stories, and right? The old right. stories. But they they pooled their money and I think they went up their sales with trailers and horse trailers or whatever and got them, brought them back and turned them loose, right? and that that got them started and uh they like to end it in the late 70s uh if you killed a deer with a, a eight point with a rack about as big as a cantaloupe well they talked about it all over the county but there was so many deer being killed illegally and at night which i ain't gonna i ain't gonna go there but, right uh, that backed off and mm-hmm. and uh the pollen county sportsman club anybody could buy a badge ten, 10 bucks and you can get a badge and deer hunt well I think the main thing that's helped the deer here is the WMA and, right. and managing it and not so much hunting pressure you can see some big deer and hear of some big deer being right. killed in Pollard County now and as far as eating deer yeah I'll, well my grandboys boys take care of that now I don't kill nothing unless I'm going to put it on the wall you know it's a trophy but uh, kill you a little old Doe days, you need to kill a few does and, right. and kill your doe if you're going to eat one. But if you're hunting them bucks, let them, let them little bucks grow and make a big buck. Right. That's that's fun to see if they like horns coming out of the woods.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, fun to hunt them. I, right. wish, I wish the deer that we have now would have been around back when I was physically more able to get back in the woods. Because that's the way you kill a big one. You right. get back in there. Get in his bedroom, find where he's using get out of there. Right. Figure out how you going to come back in there so that wind hopefully will be right. Slip in there. I have left at 4.30 in the morning and take me, I don't I wouldn't say, it'll take four to five minutes to walk 300 yard, 200 yards. Right. Slip, slip, hang that stand, slip up in there and be quiet. Right. Long time before daylight. And had a lot of luck that way. You mm-hmm. know, You got in there, where he's at? But, uh. A big deer, if you got a big food plot and grass patch, yeah, he'd like to come out there, but he didn't get big by showing his there. Yeah, he, he didn't, didn't get big he by he being stupid. Yeah, uh, yeah. You see a deer trail beat to the ground, no leaves in it, just tore up, that ain't a buck trail. Mm-hmm. You get off 20, 30 yards either way and you'll see a little old trail, barely can tell it's a deer trail, that's where your buck's. Come
0: yeah. In a briar patch, yeah. or something like that. Yeah,
2: he's so, hunting some way to slip around.
0: So, so how long was the season? Just three days?
2: Oh, I can't remember. It's, uh, it's a few years. Uh, first time Terry took me and let me hunt by myself, I was 10 years old, so I was born in 56. So, 66, I think, was still a three day hunt. Right. I'm pretty sure in 66. Then I may be wrong. It may have been 64 or 5, but uh, then it went to a week. And, right. Uh, we had us a little camp. We called it the circus house. There was, a, there was a circus coming through and wrecked, and a bunch of the plywood from the little wagons and things they pulled was laying on the road. We got that and took one up there and built a little cookhouse. Well, we'd stay every year in that cir- the circus house. Right, Stay the week, you know, and it was wonderful. Mm. It was great, but you still didn't see a big deer. Right. You know, very seldom you saw a big deer. Every once in a while somebody killed a 130, you know. Right.
1: 120
0: something like that but no 140s and 150s that uh we i mean just think about that cooney only three days yeah. for deer season
1: we don't hunt but we ain't uh, usually we able do. to hunt deer but two days a week anyway what? <laughs> that'd have been like all of our deer season right there no
0: well what i'm saying is is we get deer from uh september the 11th now all the way you know they put paulyn county in the extended archery season Mm -hmm. so we can hunt from september the 11th all the way to february the 15th you know when we just sitting here let's go deer hunting let's go deer hunting let's i mean three days
2: Wow. Well the insurance company's got a lot to do with
0: that. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, And Many cars it yeah. tells how many thousand cars hits deer, so they Well let's extend the season. get mm-hmm. mm-hmm. rid of more Yeah, them.
0: there's all kinds of pushes from everywhere on everything.
2: Uh, yeah, my brother run a body shop in Dallas for a lot of years and he said deer were his best friend. Right. Wouldn't be very much damage. you know, you could fix it pretty easy and pretty quick, but right. a lot of them.
0: Yeah. Well, what uh
1: I never thought about it like that. Yeah, the car insurance. N- with the deer. Oh, yeah. I ain't never thought Man, about And when I that. was
0: policing, it'd usually start about the end of October. Because our ruts usually, what would you say, around the middle of November, uh, second week of November. End,
2: end of November,
0: around so, the 20th usually. So it, it would start at the end of October and usually go through about the first or second week of December. Excuse me. H- October. Yeah. Middle, end of October. And you would, uh, you was going to have a... a vehicle wreck with a deer at least once a week they was on 278 out there there's gonna be a car hit a deer at least once a week because you know the deer starting to get more active rutting those are coming in heat and it's time for them to start doing their thing so the insurance companies that is they just paying money out left and right went all over the entire country when that starts happening yeah so they they've got a lot of um opinion and pool and everything else when it comes to going to the state the insurance commissioner hey this is something we need to talk with the with the game commission dnr about because this is killing our pockets left and right left and right so they want the insurance company wants the deer population to go down so it don't take so much from their assets you see what i'm saying yeah that makes sense yeah i just ain't never thought
1: about it like that before
2: well i don't think it's hurt them really because there's deer everywhere mm-hmm. so i pulled in the driveway last night and little eyes looking at me everywhere and i stopped and put my headlights on bright and i counted eight sets of eyes laying right. in there i got there down in the front yard and it's like carpet i believe that's their, their right. bedroom right? and they like it laying probably and stuff. yeah but deers yeah and hurt them i don't believe it's just uh, yeah I believe we've got a shortage of deer hunters, these young boys. Yeah. I talked to some, I don't know if y'all ever go down toward Buck County or not, but there's a lake, Lake Seabreeze down there. It's all yeah. about the legion, American legion. Yeah. yeah, I know
0: what you're talking about.
2: And growing up, you know, I never, I've still never fished that lake, but uh, I stopped in there one day and asked the old guy, I said, any crap in this lake? He said, yeah. I said, it's full. He said, it ought to be real full now. I said, well, what's going on? He said, don't nobody fish it but old men. Mm-hmm. He said, "You see no young boys out here fishing like it would have been twenty years ago. Right. I don't care nothing about it." Yeah, and uh, he said, "Even on a Saturday, they might be three boats out here, and said they all come in. I may, I may be throwing them a bone here. It may be right. covered up with fishermen now, but said they'll all have a big catch of whatever really they're fishing for a because there's nobody fishing anymore." And. Uh, I think the COVID back to COVID has mm-hmm. helped a lot because right. uh, daddies didn't have nothing; they couldn't go nowhere but fishing and hunting. Right. And you get out on the lake with your boy and fishing, mm-hmm. and, uh, not be around no, no COVID, right. and, and uh, that's helped a lot on that. And in the back of your mind, maybe that might be the reason the good Lord put it here: families get together. Hey, there's going maybe they'll pray a little harder, thinking they all fixing to die. You know,
0: there's gonna be some good come yeah. from the bad. Yeah as the Lord brings good yeah that's what he brings I agree and uh, so I right, do you understand that there used to not be no deer Cooney yeah now would it I not understand. be awful so in my grand sportsmanship you know what I mean mm-hmm. I think to myself as I read through the, the new regulations book if there was gonna be some animal some game some fish that i just if i lost it if it wasn't here no more i just say bump on it and throw wouldn't do none of it what do you think that animal would be turkey a turkey and big papa big papa was growing up when they was not a huntable population of turkeys tim speak to us on that misery that you had to <laughs> go through <laughs>
2: it's like uh, eating good cooking if you had not ever had it you didn't know what you're missing so right. uh, we had never had turkey now I think back in the early 70s they may have turned some loose uh, I don't know if they were tame or wild but I think they may have I don't know the year that they turned them loose Sometime, I guess, in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, I was over there when they turned one batch loose. Now, I don't know if they turned them loose in other places, but if you go in Lee Road off Brazel Mountain mm-hmm. and go over there where you cross the old power line, the wooden post power line, they turned them loose right there. And the N.R. was up there, and they turned, uh, I don't know, the camp probably 30, 40 turkeys loose, and they flew in every direction, and we was proud to see it and uh, didn't know anything about turkey hunting. Had never right. been, you hear folks say, well, you got to be good to kill a turkey. Now, they're hard to kill, so we was always off work. It was raining. I was dump trucking, and other friends was logging, sawmilling, and It was raining. You couldn't work, so our big deal was to ride the dirt roads all there back in the woods and play with our four-wheel drive, and uh, we bought us a Dick Kirby tape cassette tape, mm. box calls, slate calls, mouth calls, uh, every kind of call you could buy. Quaker Boy, easy yelper is a little box you push. In. Right. Matter of fact, that's a good call if you've got a turkey ride right on. You can put it out there in your finger under your barrel. But uh, we started practicing. We would ride at night after work going down the road calling turkey mocking what he done on that tape right. and we listened to other ones too also but the dick kirby tape, he told you how where you mm-hmm. need to get and about over water and how they like to roost over water and what they was going to do so finally and i'm sorry i don't know the date i should have looked it up if i'd known I was going to talk about it the first turkey season
0: opened. yeah i think it was like 81 or 82 <laughs> Very
2: late, could be yeah. Very, it's right in there i know the first morning i went turkey hunting i saw a coyote at, at, well on the way out not on the way in i right. saw a coyote first coyote i ever saw and we'll talk about that either mm. another time or later but uh went in and sat down and called up a turkey and killed it of course it took all morning you know right uh, i started calling and that's happened several times if you if you'll get a turkey I didn't find this out till later years, and then I've heard I've heard y'all talk about your turkey hunting experience. Traveling, moving, mm. moving, used to do that, and we'd have luck, you know, fairly occasionally. But if, as a general rule, in my experience of turkey hunting, if you can get a turkey to gobble at your call at daylight, right after daylight, when the birds first start cheaping, you know, when you the woods are coming alive, and you make a little yelp, and that turkey gobbles. I don't care if he's 100 yards away or half a mile away barely hearing if you'll shut up main thing just very minimal calling you'll be there by 11 o'clock right where you're at he knows exactly where you're at -hmm. and uh, they'd hang up and wouldn't come in well that's that's nature for the hen to go to the gobbler and you're going against nature right there But uh, it's just like the the pretty little girl in school that you was trying to court, and she wouldn't have nothing to do with you. Why well, that just made you on quarter that much worse, you know. Right. So if if he gobbles, then then answer him, and every once while I cackle, you know, when he got that's people that don't turkey won't understand, but the the ones that do well, and he fires back triple gobbles or something. Why well, you you got that turkey in the skillet right there, he. You just sit there. Shut up. Don't do nothing else. Let him do all the all the stuff. And even if he's getting closer and gobbling, don't answer him every time. Just and for the last say at least ten years that's I'd go sit up I and mean, I don't I don't run up and down the hill and holler. I used no. to crawl on my belly and, and I got tails I can tell you that it was science, but uh trying to kill a turkey and killing turkey, so but if you, if you got a blind, I love blinds. I never used blind. I'd right. sit up against a big old something as wide as I was and mm-hmm. be real still in my camouflage. But I took my grand boy, the oldest grand boy, the first day, and I said, well, I'll have to have a blind. Ain't no way he's going to be still. And uh, we just opened the sides and the front, left the back, black, didn't open them windows. And we didn't even have any face paint on. We are just sitting up in there and, that turkey was way in there. He was actually where the new reservoir was being built now. That's where he started gobbling. We were way back up on the gas line. And he come in and he went behind us gobbling. I said, man, he's going to see my pickup truck. And uh, Hushed for a long time. Casey would look over at me and motion like, call. And I said, oh, no, let's wait a minute. Just be quiet a minute. So in a minute, I heard a stick break off behind us out there. I pull that I use a slate I love a slate right. I don't know I ain't took a box call me or a mouth call in years but I took that slate and I mm-hmm. give just a little yelp and about that he didn't say nothing it Had a big pine tree right in front of the blind where Cason was sitting he was sitting up in front of me I sitting in the very back and had his chair right between my legs and uh, I seen him turn his head over hard to the right and it stayed there he didn't look back He's seven-year-old and uh, stayed there. And then it moved just a little bit. And so I eased up, up next to him, you know, and looked. And there was a turkey and strut three foot from that line. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about looking in the window. Right. And uh, he walked right on out onto the gas line and he got behind that pine tree. And I said, Casey, okay. and I moved his chair over to the left a little bit where he could get his gun up. Because I thought he was going to, to shoot on the right of that pine tree. And he made a few more steps, and I said, whispering just right, I was in his ear anyway, you know. And I said, Well, you be ready when he comes out behind that pine tree, you get him. So he got his gun up, and it made another step or two, and he run that old head up looking for hand hen, you know. Right. And a little 20 gauge, and he killed that turkey. Mm. Well, I succeeded. I was down in my back, had been. I was in the hospital a while, and I had been laid up for a long time we had to get out there was out there flopping around you know and i said man i don't want this kid's turkey first one to get away so i zipped that door and i started out and i turned to somersault that you wouldn't believe well he come out over me and cut out there i said get on his feet stand on his feet and uh, he got about halfway out there and boy he figured out that i was laid back there on the ground probably hurt right and he turned around and come back come check on me and i said go to the turkey <laughs> go get on that turkey right. and he did and and thank goodness i wasn't hurt. i sort of rolled you know and i got up and we went out there well we done the neutron neutron tanks for 30 minutes oh ago.
0: yeah absolutely and
2: uh proud of it as could be and i was so tickled as tears running down my face the next day his other granddaddy had a field over there and said well I got plenty of turkey, so we went set up over in there took the blind and his daddy went with us so there's three of us in that blind and it was evening about 4 30 I guess and it's still a good ways before dark well we went to calling a little long and hear nothing and hear nothing well then again I heard sticks breaking behind us and I turned and looked around and just nodded my head He's, uh, same thing that turkey walked right he had his wing had to have been touching the blind and just as his head come into the screen he gobbled
1: hmm that
2: kid ain't jumped yet he wow. he was as calm on both of them as, as you would thought he had been turkey hunting all his life and we let that turkey get on out in the field a little bit and I get him and they was splits in the blind that were you shot though you pulled it down he laid that old 20-gauge up there and pulled that split down and run it through there. Blame, he got another. Got him. Yeah. Huh. Two turkeys in two days,
0: first how, time. How about him not jumping when he gobbled, Cooney? Mm. Didn't Didn't flinch. I, I, I'll flinch if he's a turkey 400 yards from me and he gobbles. If I'm sitting down trying to hunt that booger, son. Every time. Did you listen to the podcast where Cooney missed a turkey? I may have. I don't he missed the I biggest do, turkey believe, yeah. this past season the, the biggest turkey i would ever seen in my life yeah. the biggest the, the biggest public land turkey would ever live just stone cold missed him
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> that happens
2: that happens to people that's been hunting all our life just
1: but that something happens it, it weren't me because i had this notorious reputation of never missing anything that i shot at yeah he had a
0: reputation of having a horseshoe up his butt and now he's he's lost his innocence he's out there acting a fool now he's letting his ego get to him ain't you yeah yeah and when
1: I when I say I I ain't never missed nothing everybody misses doves so don't nobody come at me with that
2: except except me now
1: Mm.
2: cornbread your daddy himself has said over oh, before tim's hunting it looks like it's raining though. Yeah. They that me me shooting high brass shells yeah. <laughs> tim can shoot some doves now he can dang sure shoot some doves you gotta just learn how to lead them that's right you just, yeah learn how to lead them how fly, how fly they always flying fast you just it just that's comes to you that's, that comes from rabbit hunting and bird hunting
0: that's yeah. next sunday next saturday yeah this coming saturday what do you what do you think about now you probably was dove season going on when you was yeah. a
2: kid? Yeah, very few people dove hunted. Right. Uh, we did. A uh, good friend of mine's dad, uh, I ain't going to mention no names, but went up to Moss Land, Place, Moss Land Plantation. It was up in Redbud, Georgia. And I never mm-hmm. had been dove hunting. I had a double-barrel shotgun. uh didn't have autumn i ain't never seen so many doves in my life really i mean we killed doves but that field was a pay hunt you know right and uh i killed us so i got tired of killing does and but i never did i don't like them i mean as far as eating
0: them um, i love them myself yeah a
2: lot of people do yeah you know, but uh green would always say there's a, as a religious bird, that's you know. that's, that's how, how my papa was. Yeah, and then uh, just to not hunt them. And I've been, yeah. we've been O'Brien's, and I've killed them yeah. and uh, gave them to you. Mm-hmm. To eat. I knew they'd be eating. But uh, right. if I'm gonna shoot something, it's going in it somewhere or pot. Right. I ain't gonna kill it if it ain't. And uh, that was one thing back in the seventies. A lot of a lot of the guys would get out and ride around, and shoot deer out the window, and some of them just let shoot them and leave them laying. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. They would, anybody would do that. Just meanness.
0: It just, just yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, a lot of them are probably farmers, you know, that, that yeah. got it started, getting them out of their fields. But uh, anybody that's listening, and I'm not saying I'm no better than nobody else, but if you kill something, you take it home and cook it.
0: Believe that. Or give it yeah.
2: to somebody that will mm-hmm. cook it. And mm-hmm. uh, don't leave, leave nothing, or make an attempt to, we used to squirrel hunt. And Coon hunt, whatever we was doing, we'd get one up in a tree. We'd twist him out. We'd, we'd stay there and smoke him out, twist him out. Whatever we would do, we didn't going home without that right. thing. And uh, I've eaten coon. I ain't gonna say I liked it, but right. uh, we were building hunger fisherman restaurants. And uh, old guy from Birmingham, Herman, his black guy, he always wanted me to bring him coon, bring him coon. So we caught some coons in the coon trap. He barbecued that thing. That was good i did eat barbecued coon sandwiches at herman fix down there but uh, i ain't never been a coon connoisseur but that was the sport back then let the dog kill it right and we had some i had some good dogs along i had a little female dog and they they got more heart than any male dogs ever been but he would get one up in a hole and male dogs go in there after him here they'd come backing out Mm -hmm. with their ears tore off and Nose all bloody, and that little female dog go up there and come out with it. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I'd I'd much rather have a female than a male. Yeah. To me, the male dogs are they tree heavy. They yeah. got to drive. I think a male dog, a male hounds got to drive to go further. Yeah. But to me, the females just on average are way smarter. Yeah. 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 And yeah. wait. I mean the male hounds, you know, they they want to please you too, but it just seems like a female dog's way more personal with you yeah, and meaner. Yeah, yeah with the, meaner and a hound. Yeah. Right.
2: Just let just let uh let your wife's my my mess one of your kids out here or something something happened to you. she she can't come inside and she tear them up. I might go out there and say, hey, whoa, wait a minute, you know, let's. Yeah. And it might get bad. Right. But that, that female's going. It's going to be on bad right from the right beginning. At, yeah. Yeah. From right the beginning. Quick. Yeah.
0: Same way. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Same way. <laughs> That's what Cooney says. He said, mama, mama gets crunk way too fast. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's a good thing. There you go. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. well, what are you going to say, Cooney? Nothing. Oh, okay. No. What was that? You did a weird noise.
1: I said, oh, yeah. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> so, this year they're going to start the season up, though, real quick, right at daylight. Well, 30 minutes before sunrise. Yeah. And that ain't that ain't been ever since i can remember it started at 12. i wonder what the reason it is for that i don't know i ain't even done no reason uh reading on it but it's starting
2: i don't think those are overpopulating or
0: hurting anything i don't think so maybe a lot of you you want to know what i think it'll help personally because i was one of them for a long time people getting drunk before they get out there yeah 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 or getting yeah. drunk and not even going out there, or just, just yeah. being out there. Yeah. You know what I mean. I think that'll help on that. I yeah. really do, because I know a lot of times you have your big old barbecue and everything before the before the hunt gets going, and GA's playing on on TV. Go dogs, yeah. out there about to right, yeah, that's next Saturday too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and think it was a, later in the evening. It was always opening day of dove season when I was drinking um now i wouldn't i would not drink and, and shoot but now I, when i was done shooting i would still be out there drinking yeah you see what i'm saying yeah. and that and that wasn't right either but it was more of a party to me than it was a hunt yeah you know well, what i, I mean I it was that. more of a big gathering yeah and uh praise praise the lord i ain't like that no more yeah um now in 1977 what day was it, Coon? April the 4th. April 4th. You was the police. Yes, I was. Was you policing for Dallas or Pauline County? City of
2: Dallas. That, that's, a, that's a story in itself. We could do a whole two-hour episode on that, but I'm going to try to condense it.
0: Yeah, condense it down. Uh,
2: Bob Chip was a sheriff in Pauline County, I think, 20 years. It may have been a little less, may have been a little more. And uh, him and my daddy were not bro- uh, brothers. They were cousins, but they were mm-hmm. great friends. And, right. uh, they wrestled. They used to. Uh, I guess you would call it semi-pro wrestling. They'd travel all the over where wrestling, and then Bob actually wrestled professionally for four years. But growing up, every time I saw Bob, you're you gonna be my deputy when you turn 18. Just come on up there and go to work. You know, and I, I thought I was destined to be deputy sheriff right. all them years, and I enjoyed it. And I had a way of right off the bat knowing how I was going to do when I mm-hmm. got there. And sure enough, time comes. I went up there, and, uh, well, I ain't got no opening right now. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was an ulterior motive, here, right. but, uh, they hiring up the city. Go up to the city, and said, I'll make a call, and we'll get you on. So, sure enough, I went up to the city, and Chief Louis Snyder was chief. He an old military, ex-military, and I liked him. He was a good guy, but, uh, I hired him as radio operator, and, uh, I'll remind me to finish that story right. after we get done with this but uh, I was radio operator and back then you could patrol without having your mandate training you had to get it within so many months or so. right so I had run the radio and I enjoyed it I, I felt like I done a good job you know and uh, I had got to where I could go out and patrol a little and run radio. still run my shift on the radio unless there was somebody who wanted to double shift or something we had some i don't remember four or five radio operators but uh, this particular afternoon i was on the radio and bobby bruce worked for the city of dallas maintenance and he come over the radio it was coming an awful thunderstorm i'm mm-hmm. talking about a, a bad storm black as soot outside and he come over the radio and said hey there's a plane just, just went across cemetery hill and said, it ain't running, y'all. And said, I think it's going down. And uh, wasn't much said. A couple of other calls said, well, which way, you know, you know, was it going? There? He said, it was going toward New Hope. So I immediately, I was on the phone with my wife-to-be. Uh, and I told her, I said, it sounds like we got something bad going to let me go. So I called my mama. She, she lived right before you get to New Hope there, to the left. Down Strickland Drive, if anybody knows where that's at. And I said, "Mama, that looks like a plane, maybe going down out your way." Said, "You get in the basement, get somewhere." And uh, she dropped the phone, and in a minute she come back. And said, "It just went over the house. I said it's a mist in the air. Smash! It was dumping its fuels. What mm-hmm. it was doing." And he had actually been lower. He had got cause on the Dallas side of Mama's house. He knocked the top out of some trees.
0: Oh wow. And he got
2: that thing up again and went over the hill. And uh so I knew then that she was okay. I said just get in the house and stay there. And uh all of a sudden that radio lit up, the phones lit up, it was just chaos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh ever deputy, every policeman, everybody that could cut out out there and i was not there right off the get-go i, I sat there and thought well what do i need to do what do I? where can i help
1: mm-hmm. how can
2: i do the best in this to make this run right and about that time bartow county called on the radio back then you had a uh, state band which all sheriff departments you could hear them you know if, you, yeah. if your antenna was strong enough you could hear them bartow county called dallas police dallas pd and why they called didn't call the county. I don't know, and said, "What can we do to help?" And I said, "Well, I know we're gonna have traffic problems." And I told them where it was at, you know. And I said, "If y'all will come down 61, and we, we'll probably have to divert traffic through Old Carville and come out anywhere that y'all want to get on y'all side of town, help with traffic. Right. Any ambulance you send, any help you can send, send it. Cobb County popped in. What? Where can we go? I said, "Well, I know well, big uh." patients going to kinnestone right, right. So come through due west road we you, you know set up everywhere you think there's a main crossing and help ambulances and mm-hmm. get through at the hospital, hospital. Right. Uh, cobb county I, I, I bet there's more officers from cobb county over there on the roads you know helping and that's a site too you know right and uh everybody's out there you know got to calling ambulances diverting this diverting that running ambulances send more ambulances so i tried to get in touch with everybody that could well the phones were ringing just bang 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 so i called up city hall and there was three ladies up there working and i said y'all come down here and help me with his phone so they come and i felt like then and i I think feel like now that's where i was supposed to be at that particular right and uh we got uh even Johnny Green Wigley had just come in from when his bus works with us. He hauled patients to the hospital in that school bus. Oh, wow. And uh, a lot of people, a lot, it was a tragic, tragic day. He uh, he done a good job. And after this, the Cartersville Airport was done out there at 61 and mm-hmm. old old Alabama, or Alabama Road. Whatever. Right. It was done, but I don't think that the air traffic control controller knew to tell him if he had if when he first had trouble. What happened? That hailstorm was so bad, it ingested hail in the engine and shut him down.
0: Right, and yeah. he
2: couldn't fire him back up. But if when that first happened, if they had known to turn him toward Cartersville, he might could have set that thing down. It, at, at, and they may have known it was out there and trying to get him to Dobbins. I right. don't know what the deal was, but he didn't make it. Right, and.
0: Uh, so they was headed from Birmingham, Huntsville. Right?
1: Huntsville. Okay. Huntsville.
0: And they lost, so did they lose their engines in Paulden
2: County? No, I think they actually lost the engines probably back over western Polk County or something. Okay. And that way he was he was up, you know, at, at height because he was already down to nearly hit Cemetery Hill. You know where Cemetery Hill is. Right, right, yeah, you know. right there in town. He, he north was loaded right there. Yeah, yeah. so he, he was coming down fast unless he... You know usually a, a plane will fly up to get out of store and not down so right. i believe his
0: engines went out on him now, not far across the state line a, a pretty decent sized passenger plane it was 100 people on there wasn't it well i don't
2: know that no i don't think there was 100 on there but i think and i in the plane and on the ground i think it was 78 or 79 deaths
0: yeah i think in, in nine, the nine people passed away that was on the ground yeah, yeah knew most of them and 61 on the plane yeah i believe yeah and he was trying to land it on the highway wasn't he, he? he uh he he'd come in like i say
2: his old mother's house <coughs> excuse me and then just as he got to where the new hope church is mm-hmm. he he saw down through there he's fixing to have to go down if he could have made it on over the next hill where Larry Bones' farm is down there. He might could have set that thing down in the highway. not, But it was going to be hard not to clip a telephone pole. And that's what got him. When he set it down right in New Hope, right in front of, used to be Abney Elementary School, his left wing, clipped a telephone pole. And that throwed him in the spin and and throwed him into uh, Charles and Mildred Newman run the store at that time, hit the pumps, and it was on. It, Did the it, pumps it, ignite? Yeah, they yeah. It, yeah, and that caught the plane and the fuel, and he broke apart and spun off to the left and into the front yard of those people, and uh, and it was it was utter chaos from right. then on. But as far as even the the FAA called uh, months after that and said, and then not any one person, but they commended the way the well, it was handled, how right. fast that them people was got out of there, and it and it stabilized, the thing stabilized, mm-hmm. and uh, they sent out a little letter. I don't even know where it's at or anything, but uh, <clears throat> that was a that was a eye opening experience. After it calmed down a little bit, we set up a temporary morgue. The Chief Snyder thought of the, the place to do that was where Simmons Engineering is now, which mm-hmm. is you know where I'm talking about yeah, behind Kroger. it was empty it had been completed but they hadn't occupied it yet right so they set up a temporary morgue there and uh, the rest of the things I can talk about are pretty morbid right so I'm not going I'm not right. gonna go into that but matching up stuff you know yeah you know? and uh, finally things calmed down enough that I went out there I stayed after 38 hours uh, most of the night I think all night best remember uh, Still, we had a tarp on the ground and a tarp over it with luggage and, mm-hmm. and things. Right. Yeah. Under that tarp. I remember a helicopter landed and, then, and there were some men on that flight. I don't know if it was one or two or from the Redstone Arsenal out there. And, and uh helicopter landed here. Comes some men down there and says, Anybody saw a briefcase with a set of handcuffs on it? I said, Yes, right over on that tarp. I went over there and pulled it back they got it up and cut it back out of the road and left that briefcase i have no idea what that was but a lot of news reporters uh, i had a little altercation with one reporter running his camera in where he shouldn't have been you know running stuff instead of trying to help Uh, a lot of people just on looking not helping but a lot and a lot of people and i know everybody that was there has a different story but Mm -hmm. i'm just telling you how my day went right for several days might have been weeks more people would call and say, hey, uh, I have my dog or something has has a body part, you know, he's coming wow. up with. And, uh, mm. But uh, the store was the, right when it hit that store was when it, it got the people on the gate. That's Pat Creighton's mama. She was, I think, out in the front yard. Um, there was two sisters and their children. That one was leaving the store, once coming in, so they pulled up window to window and was talking to one another. And they were, their husbands were as good friends of mine or knew them well and right. killed him um chick MacMicken was parked there he's an old new hopian and he kicked the back door open i think they must have had the back door nailed up or something, not used. and then him and charles and millard went out the back door and some went out the front door one man went out the front door and were the pumps and i think he got in flames and he run down in behind Malachi Pickett's house, which is the brick house just on the west side of the old store, which is the store building still there. Uh, they didn't find him the whole way on in the evening, you know, back mm. up that way. But uh, there was a, she wasn't a stewardess come to find out. I thought she was when I first got there, walked up and she looked fine. She was, And her foot was broke so bad that it was a compound fracture and she was walking around on her leg bone. Oh, that old wow. muddy mess. Yeah. so I, I i scooped her up she still hadn't noticed i said well you need to go up top and get checked out and there was still some ambulance there you know and i put her in one of them and uh smell that smell i can smell it right now mm-hmm. said, you, ever, you ever heard the i hate to say it but the sweet smell of death but it was mixed with jet fuel and burning and mud yeah and 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 uh, a major major tragedy it was it was bad
0: and that happened
2: how, how April first, nineteen. Uh, not yeah. April first. The first of April. I
0: don't know where yeah, the fourth was. The fourth.
1: April fourth, nineteen ninety-seven. and that's probably
0: where it sat down. Is probably how far from this house. From whose house? Art Roar is sitting right now. Where it hit the ground oh, at? From right
1: here. Uh, quarter mile. Yeah,
0: and mm-hmm. it slid like 18, it slid
1: 1830 feet. Yeah,
0: just taking out telephone poles and I guess when it. When it hit the gas station, is that when it that's stopped? When it, that's when no, I uh, oh. put that knocked the wing off, created a big explosion,
2: and that started the spiral left. Okay, uh, spinning around and around off of the highway down into some pines, mm-hmm. and and then it broke apart, and uh, and uh, it was on. Yeah. It was done. You know, it yeah. was, they were there, and and people people coming up to their front door, hurt and bleeding, and asking for help, and. I don't know those people's name. They were, they were, they gave them help. You know, yeah. they got sheets and towels and let them come in the house. Them, everything they could do uh, to help them.
0: And, well, it sounds like the community, showing sure enough, from from uh, all
2: around. Well, that back, that's back to coming together. Know if people would do that now. You know, they yeah. probably would, but back then, all communities were that mm-hmm. way. If if somebody, we had a back in my granddaddy's. Living, growing up my granddaddy's farm they had a bell in the backyard and you was not supposed to ring that bell you know i always wondered why you know not a ring that bell that's for emergency well little boy come home with me one day from school and he saw that bell clang 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 well it wasn't 15 minutes a yard full of cars really yeah people come that's that that meant something's wrong get away yeah and uh I found out right quick not to ring the bell. Not but it, wasn't, it. It wasn't me. <laughs> that, that a lot of people had bells like that. Yeah, most right. all the old homes that had, had a bell out in the yard.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've seen pictures and you've seen videos of Mama, you know, ringing the dinner bell. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. But I never thought of people having them back when the when the phones wasn't a, wasn't available and stuff like that. Yeah. If you had trouble, trouble for emergency, somebody
2: hurt, and you need some help. Whatever you rung that bell, yeah, and uh, just about everybody farmed. Now this is this is way back, way back before right. my time, but just my grandparents still had one, right, you know? right, and uh, they were still enough people around to knew what it meant if you heard the bell ringing. Now dingily ding, you know, yeah, that ain't nothing. That wasn't nothing, but right. if I, somebody laid down on that bell and went ringing that you need to get over there. There you, you go. go, and uh, that's what <laughs> that's what that your little boy done here. He was ringing that bell. He's, he laid
0: down yeah, on it. Yeah,
1: yeah. What do you think about the bell, Cooney? I think I'm gonna get one. I think I'm gonna get us a bell, put it yeah. in the front yard.
0: And for what?
1: I don't know. Somebody'll hear
0: it. I think I'll I'll go out there and ring it when it's time for you to cut the grass. It'd oh, be, there you go. see how
1: many cars pull up. <laughs> 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 I don't believe you'd see
2: us all now, but it would be good to have one to remind yeah. you of those old times, like it that. What it was really far, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure people on them, maybe three times for folks to come in out of the field to eat, you know, dinner, which was at twelve o'clock.
0: Yeah, supper is in the evening. Supper yeah. in the evening, but dinner was twelve o'clock. Right, and that uh, that, uh so so seeing growing up in those times, Tim. Growing up in those times where, you know, where it was evident community comes together. And I think it's still somewhat like that now. Well, I mean, just off the top of your head, I you know, I think to myself, living in this county, I love this county. You know, uh, the people in it, I know a lot of people in it. You know way more. I mean, you was born and raised and you've had 65 years here. But, you know, and it, I hate to say it, but I'm pretty sure I ain't going to be living here when I'm 65 years old, if the Lord's willing, well, it, because of the sprawl that's coming this yeah. way. And you've seen this county be sure enough, rule and turned into, I mean, almost part of Metro Atlanta. Yeah, that's sad.
2: Uh, it's just growth. You can't stop it. Uh, subdivisions, uh, developments of the- all this old dirt road, you
0: know, when it, I was. it was when I was little. Yeah, not like, we used to coon cone on all that. Nobody yeah. said nothing. Yeah,
2: yeah. All, that's a whole another thing we can get into right. there. But my mother on a ran a rural mail route uh, back in those days, and uh, she had 80 miles of dirt road, 750 stops, and 80 miles of it was dirt road and uh, we can get in a big conversation on Ford and Chevrolets over there <laughs> but still uh, you knew everybody you know you go mm-hmm. up there in case you may on matter of fact <clears throat> I went to school it used to be the high school but it's the uh, junior high now there in Dallas what is that over there behind Herschel Jones I guess it's uh-huh. Herschel Jones yeah. now but anyhow uh, i get out of school I'd walk down out of the front of the school, across the creek, through wood, come up behind the post office, go in there, and Gray Birch was the postmaster. I'd go in and put all mama's mail up that had come in during mm-hmm. the day. And when she got home, well we just had a little bit put up and we'd be done out of there. Why you couldn't get close to a post office. Oh, now, yeah, they'd, you're right. they'd shoot you, you know. Yeah. And that's just back to how things were back then. Right. <clears throat> I was eleven years old and uh I back to my granddaddy and Bob Chip. Uh, he'd have to go to the feed mill and hire him at least every two weeks, sometimes every week, and get feed. Well, there wasn't nobody to take him, so I let him, maybe 12. I think I was 11, though. I'd get in the truck, I'll take you. And of course, I'd done been driving all over everywhere for a long time. And uh, we go down to the feed mill and hire him. He never had a driver's license, never had a car. He, I mean, he bought all his kids a car, I'm sure, but he never had a driver's license. So we backed up to the dock, and Bob Ship backed in beside us in his pickup, getting him some feed. And uh, he got out walked around and said, George, can that boy drive? And he said, good as you. He said, well, all right. Then said, if State Patrol gives you any trouble, call me. Went right on. I mean, that's just the way it was. Right, and, right. Know, And if you was out cutting up and cutting circles and driving too fast and pulling out, now that was different, but if you could could get that vehicle up and down the road with some sense, well, they didn't say a whole lot to you about driving, and and that needs, well, it can't happen. Right. We're so clustered with people. If you were out in Idaho or somewhere, yeah, maybe. Right. And back to you wanting to move, I would love to move and take my grandkids to somewhere that was reasonably like it was back then we'd be going down the road two or three of my friends in the truck with him and see an old man out in his field wouldn't even know him say he's getting up hay mm-hmm. we'd peel in there and go out there and help him get his hay up i have no idea who he was yeah and uh he you know of course was grateful you know wanted, well what can i do pay you i said i don't know we don't want no money we just stopped to help you it's done now we're gonna go right well Y'all welcome. To come hunt, fish, anything you want right. to do here on this place. And that might be up in Polk County, Bartow, Polk, wherever we was at. That would not happen. now.
0: Oh, absolutely not. not.
2: They wouldn't. Matter of fact, they wouldn't know how to load hay. Mm-hmm. Probably wouldn't even know what it was. You know. Yeah. That's that needs to change. And, and and if anything comes out of, by the way, I appreciate you having confidence in me enough to think that I might have something to say today. Oh, I think you've been that also. That would be interesting, here. but. Uh, Mamas and daddies, if any of y'all listen to this, let your little boys be little boys. Girl, little girls take care of themselves. They, matter of fact, they're they're passing the little boys on toughness yeah. as it goes. Mm-hmm. But uh, y- you know they they could get hurt. Say riding a bicycle without a helmet on, or you know, or knee pads, or elbow pads. So let them get skinned up. That'd be good if they won't do it again. Right. order. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Mm-hmm. i had it everybody had it. i can't tell you had it quick story mama was sitting at the kitchen table getting up doing math problems i hated math anyhow. i hated multiplication table and i hated all of it. she'd show me how to do a problem and say how didn't i do this and i wouldn't do it right well i might be looking off looking out the window and not paying attention that big old right hand come across my jaw and it popped like a pistol. <laughs> I was the most attentive young man. Oh, That's ever been from then on. Right, right. That's what needs to happen now. Is yeah. get these kids that ADHD will be a, it'll be like measles <laughs> or, or polio. It'll be gone. Yeah, you know, uh, they got to get their attention. <laughs> right, and and I say corporal punishment in school, you got to bring it back. We'd do anything. We would do anything, but when we got caught for it, got our hind end toy, we didn't
0: do that. You know, very respectful. Yeah.
2: And and I don't care who it is. Spoil the spare the rod, spoil the the child. child, Right. uh, Now there's a difference in beating a kid and being cruel to a kid. Yeah. You right. Because uh, mama, she she tore us up. She was daddy Mm -hmm. and mama. See, and uh, you'd think that was awful. Right, you know, but it wouldn't be 15 minutes. She'd be hugging your neck and kissing you and yep. telling you how much she loves you, and and it's just like a bird dog. You used to have to get onto a bird dog for flushing the covey too early or something, you know. And it wouldn't be five minutes that bird dog be wagging its tail and loving on you. Again. That's right. And you got to get their attention mm-hmm. and, and teach them right from wrong and and take them to church and and give them some morals. So I'll take Lynn to Walmart. I just need a couple of things. I'm sitting in the car. I will wait on you. I'll be right over here. You watch the door, and here come an older lady out with her groceries, or pushing a buggy or whatever, and get close to the door. And a kid will run in and throw that door open and nearly knock her down and stuff, yeah. pulling that door open, help her, you yeah, know, get in that door. That's that's bad, bad. Yeah,
0: as the way I see it. Right. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> uh, there's no no morals, no. Uh, it's all it's, it's it's eroding away, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's eroding slowly, slowly. Talking about on the news last year, those kids
2: fainting on the practice field at football practice and the playground and stuff and mm-hmm. passing out. Well, they ain't they ain't done nothing. They're not right. conditioned. They ain't yeah. pushed a lawnmower. Right. They ain't rode a bicycle.
0: There you go. They I ain't
2: agree. Picked up limbs. They ain't got up firewood. Mm-hmm. They ain't climbed a tree. They ain't done nothing. They're, they're physically not able Mm -hmm. to play football yeah Uh, I don't know what the answer is I mean there nobody's gonna buy
0: young and a push on I I personally believe you know and this this is me in my soapbox but I personally believe it starts with the parents yes everybody's consumed with making money they want to spend more time at work giving their kids something they didn't have yeah well, how about give you some, your kids something you did have, and that was your mom and daddy around. That they need. That's right. That they sure enough need. Yeah. Because, because all that time away that you ain't helping, you ain't teaching, you ain't pouring into that child, that money ain't worth a dad-blasted no. thing. No, Nothing. No, no, no. no. That, that's they're, just, they're losing the most valuable thing. that the, that, that they ain't no bones about it.
2: And the good Lord might take my two grandboys tomorrow.
0: Yeah. And
2: heaven forbid. Right. But uh, I am so proud, and I'm gonna say this: uh, uh, I'm proud of Ryan. He is. He's with them boys. He's letting them get out and do. uh, They got motorcycles. They, and I ain't saying that's the answer, but take them hunting, take them fishing, teach them what they gonna need. You know, teach them how to get up some wood. How to maybe plant a garden. Mm -hmm. what to do, how to do it. How to to change a spare tire. How to change a spare Hmm. tire, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm very impressed with you and your boys. I've known you, what, 13 years now, I think, getting close to 13 years. And you always on your spare time had your boys out doing something Uh with them. And uh, you can tell it. I mean, you can tell
0: it. I appreciate but you it. can't
2: let the internet that's the mainest thing. The internet's raising our children mm-hmm. are the toughest kid in the neighborhood.
0: Oh yeah, I never thought about
2: that. The really. toughest kid in the neighborhood is, yeah. is, is their mentor. Mm-hmm. And if he's on drugs or steals, right. no morals, that's the way they're gonna be. Right. I mean somebody has got to mm-hmm. to be in their life with some good training. Good, that's right. Good ethics or something. Uh, but it is what it is but talking about leaving pollen county uh yeah i would like to find but i don't know i would want to take my
0: whole family with Mm -hmm. me you know but getting in a more rural setting i don't know where to go well you know er everywhere's got its problems so so i ain't saying the people that's come here or or whatever is an issue you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's just sort of man all these folks all these folks drives me nuts.
1: Yeah. I reckon the only place you could really go now to get to get back to how things were is the Amish community. Wow. That's well. that's about it. Yeah.
2: That's very very possible. But I, I feel like maybe in if you wanna stay in Georgia, Western Harrelson, Western Polk. I don't know, they say the drugs is just terrible right. in Polk County, I have no idea, but somewhere there's still some rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son had some friends that was in alabama and they would go over and ride four-wheelers with them and said you could ride right downtown and go and get your
0: hamburger
2: right 24-wheelers you right. know and they wouldn't say nothing to them which that would be great that was mainly the way it was mm-hmm. here that, you know, if we would leave right here in new hope it'd be 15 of us on motorcycles with by all the way to plant Bowen through the woods power lines, right. woods dirt road Come back a different. Way. That's how I met my wife, coming in off of a motorcycle ride. Right. Uh, anyhow, that's a that's another story. But uh, all in all, I have really enjoyed Portland again. Growing up in the time I grew up. Now I don't, I can't say about that but the time I grew up, right, was wonderful. Mm-hmm. You go anywhere, ride anywhere, you see somewhere you want to fish, stop, master man. You know, yeah, go ahead. Now, if you went down there and caught 85 catfish, that's different. You right. go down there and get your mess of fish and leave and not come back next week. Maybe right. Go back next year. Right. Uh, deer hunt, same way. If somebody give you permission, go down there and hunt. Yeah, and you didn't deer. wear it out. Yeah, it didn't wear, wear, out wear too you. well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but that's that's all history why you can't, you pull up in somebody's yard now, you like to get shot. Oh, yeah. So let's go up and ask them to do something. But. Uh,
0: they're still i'm sure somewhere like that mm-hmm. well that's you know that's what really run us out of coon hunting is it got to be where we was more worried about whose land we was about to get on because yeah. the dog the dog can't read where it's at yeah. more, more well such and such you don't want to get on her land that's that's going to be an issue you know and yeah. you know it's just combining this coon hunting that we had to lay the dog up too much. Leave your
2: truck on the side of the road and go back in there for four hours and yeah. come back in your truck be tore all the pieces Yeah, wind has bust busted out. Yeah, yeah, that's what you didn't have to worry about that back then. Your right. truck be just like it was when
0: you left it. That's right. Uh, well, if the good Lord's willing, that's what I'm looking for. And it's not a, like I said, it's not a thing where I'm trying to leave because of the people that's coming or the people that's here. It's just what's here the, yeah. the sprawl, the traffic, the things of that nature i want to get to where ain't nothing cooney daddy's
1: had this plan that he's been he's figured on this plan for three or four years he's gonna move down somewhere south georgia have him a farm no he probably won't wow let's be real (laughs) his other plan is i'm gonna i'm gonna get me a chunk of land that backs up to the national forest and i'm gonna build me an underground house and he's That's gonna right. have him a homestead. He's gonna live solely off the land. I don't see nothing wrong with it, but the
2: <clears throat> you gotta go get some flour and cornmeal. Yeah. Salt and pepper and sugar and stuff, you know.
0: Night string and stringing no beans. I
2: think it would be okay as long as Walmart was at the most, thirty-five miles away, maybe mm-hmm. a little further, because if Lynn don't get to go to Walmart at least once a day, while she goes into DTs, I mean, you got to have a Walmart somewhere.
0: Right? I've been to Walmart maybe three times in two years. I'll give four at the most. Yeah, can't but do it.
2: I want to touch back. I feel like we're facing to finish up here on the on the deputy sheriff tale. Yeah, Bob said you go up to the city and get your job, and. One of these days, I'll have an opening down here. Well, I was in the police academy when I got married which was July the 29th of 77. And Bob died about two or three weeks before that. maybe mm. that, From the 15th to 20th of July. And uh, had a little, I think he had a stroke, but he had a little altercation. But anyhow, I'm sure he had already, Bill Sasse took over as, as uh, sheriff until he had to run of course he won it then but the day that I graduated from the police Academy all of a sudden a job come open with the county. (laughs) right (laughs) so the only reason I was told to go to the city data so they would have to pay for that mandate training that's That's right the
0: backup story there you go (laughs) did you get that story Coney
1: yeah (laughs) playing the system Yeah, it was planning yeah
0: Tim on a rating of one to five what would you give cooney's rating of being a co-host did he talk now tim listens to the podcast so you hear how little cooney talks well listen i
2: I may be a little prejudiced on this because i've I've watched cooney grow up well how old was you 13 years ago four four years old yeah Mm -hmm. and uh, uh he's got some integrity both your boys do and I'm proud that he ain't sitting there running his mouth. When there he when go. he does, he he's, he's yeah, it's something to it, you know, instead of just you know. Just, <laughs> I think uh, four and three quarter.
1: No, that's highest one I've gotten so far. <laughs> Damn, you're probably my favorite person on the podcast, you know.
2: she <laughs> well, right. sure. liked to be around Cooney, and I wish Buck was here. I ain't seen him y'all lately. He's been not.
0: he's been working. He went from one place that was working him sixty hours a week to. <laughs> To another place. Where well, he don't even get an Ooh. A
1: day off. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: He's working all weekend.
2: Maybe somebody's watching, paying attention to it, too, and it'll, it'll, yeah. it'll do some good for him.
0: Right. right. So. Yeah. Well, Tim, I really enjoyed you coming on the podcast. I appreciate everything you said. Uh, you've, you've been a good friend. Tim has put up with a lot. That, that's one thing about Tim you can't rattle him.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, you can. Well,
0: he (laughs) maybe maybe he don't show a pick and pick and pick. And I've tried over thirteen years to rattle him, and I can't I can't rattle him. Now he seen me rattle the other day, and I felt like a complete asshat after I done it. (laughs) He he went and got picked up some pumps for the concrete crusher, and I could have swore I could have swore that I put the fittings in the pumps for the hydraulic shop to, to have to use to test the pumps. And he brought them back and I got them and I was like, well, where are these fittings? And he's like, he called them and he's on the phone with these people. And it, this is just a testament of how I fail every day on different things, but this anger and he called them and he's on the phone with them. And he said, they said there wasn't none in there and i got so mad so quick i took my hat and I slung it on the ground and hollered out now that's a dang lie and him on the phone with them so we go to working and, and guess what was on the end of the hoses Mm-hmm. them fittings that go on them pumps yeah, <laughs> and I, I called him up and said I, yeah, no, did. <laughs> i'm i an idiot <laughs> hoses I apologize. Are on the end of the pumps but let me apologize again for that, uh, Tim. Yeah, you don't worry about that.
1: I feel like Tim's more one of them people where if he really starts getting mad or something, he just... Yeah, it's, it's bad. I, he, yeah. Tim's just like, oh, I don't even care. Don't be gone somewhere, that's, man. That's
2: been a problem all my life is uh, I take and take and take. Try to shrug it off, shrug it off. I'll tell you what happened. At New Hope Elementary School... Uh, we had a young man to come to school there. He was, they were from the city, rough and tumble. I'm sure I am could tell, you know, he, he was just mean, you know. And uh, I didn't like, you know, I just didn't have a daddy with him. My mama would fight anybody. She'd call them folks. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't a whole lot on fighting. I'd wrestle around a little bit. But anyhow, I was standing on a piece of telephone pole. This wouldn't happen today either, but the playground evidently the power company had put in a new pole and didn't need about three four foot up so they just cut it and left it laying on the ground beside the pole that they put up well I was standing on that little old piece of telephone pole rocking back and forth leaning up against the telephone pole and I ain't going to call this boy's name but he come up behind me and kicked that pole out from under my feet well as I was going on the ground I put my hands down to catch myself well there was a bottom of a coca cola bottle there it broke mm. standing up did and stand up and my hand went right on it now I'm talking about it, it cut it and I got up and I hit that little boy so hard that uh, Puckett's ambulance I had to come to New Hope Elementary and get him and mm-hmm. it scared me absolutely to death because I was always a bigger head and shoulders, you know and and uh, to really get mad I always tried to check it you know not cause and I'm not bragging that I'm this bad ombre I'm not but that happened several times uh hit somebody and and be a little harder than they needed to get hit you know so i always tried to watch my temperament but if i ever got far enough to, to get mad and do something about it is usually pretty bad Not that's really nice to stay sort of laid yeah. back you lose a lot of friends over stuff just like that what yeah it? yeah you know that was that wasn't meant at me that was right. just
0: that was me being an idiot uh,
2: yeah Is <laughs> what that was yeah <laughs> Another good friend, years later, we got into it. I, I held him down in a chair, we was playing, we was building them hunger fisherman restaurants up there. Mm-hmm. He had a rough old boy and he had little man syndrome, I call it, and we was playing in there and I sat him down in a chair and told him, he couldn't get up, Well, he got madder and madder. And finally it was gonna come fight and I turned and walked off, well, everybody said, man, you who I said, no. And about two years later, I saw him. He apologized. He said, "Man, I understand what that whole deal was about." And then I said, "Well, I always felt like, you know, I should have popped you upside the head." And I said, "And no, I didn't. I felt bad inside that I didn't." I said, "He said, I'm glad you did." Yeah. And so, uh, but there's a time and place for all that stuff. Oh yeah. You know, it's Absolutely. liable to come to where we have to use it. Sure enough, oh, before long. That's right. Something's gonna have to happen.
0: Yeah. You know, damn that. The straw's going to break the camel's back soon enough.
2: Well, mm-hmm. let's hope not. But yeah. Well, it sounds like, you know, just trust in the Lord. He'll, he'll take care of the ones that's, that's believing in that's him. That's right. And, uh,
0: Believe that.
2: And maybe your grandkids get saved. That's right. Your kid and grandkids get saved and they don't have to worry about it then. It's a win, that's right. Win-win situation.
0: That's it. Yeah. That's it. Faith in the Lord, County. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, Ratchaloon, It's time to wrap this gig up. Time to... Put, you, it a, put it to put it to sleep.
1: Put it to sleep. Trying to float this catfish stand. That's right. You got anything else? No, I believe that's, that's about all. Big covered pop? everything I no, want to talk about. Uh, no,
2: I've, I've got stuff we could talk about. Maybe we'll, we can do it again. Today. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have but, uh, you on the
0: podcast again.
2: There's some old stories that uh, that I can tell. It was the people say I so. I didn't have them. But, but if I tell you a story, I got some fella that I can call and say, "Hey, did this really happen?" Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: stuff like this is way better than any google or youtube to me oh yeah and and the the fellowship that comes out of it talking about the lord and and yeah you can't compare it Mm -hmm. ain't ain't no comparison well i'm done y'all we'll holler at you see you later
1: deuces